Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast. I'm Jack Murley, and this week, myself and co-host, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett, are back to cast our eye over everything happening inside and outside the squared circle. On this week's episode, we look at another baffling round of releases from WWE and consider where some of that talent may end up next. AEW's back on pay-per-view with Full Gear coming to the Target Center on Saturday. We look at whether now is the time for Hangman Adam Page to take the title from Kenny Omega and discuss the way that AEW books from week to week. We look at an underwhelming start to the Build to Survivor series for WWE and poor customer service and energy companies are amongst some of the things going back to developmental. Plus a cracking fantasy booking challenge and so much more coming up right now on Earning the Push. I'm back from quote-unquote injury, but unfortunately I haven't been repackaged with a new gimmick, a new theme song or anything like that. I've just been rolled out in the mid-card to no fanfare. That's how my uh, that's how my comeback has been. A bit of an underwhelming one, but no, I am very well, thank you. I'm all stitched up and back. Apologies for quite literally hanging you out to dry at 11 o'clock the night before we record, sending you a horrible picture of my lip a few weeks ago, and then being off my, on, on my jollies in Budapest. We had a plan for going away, and I absolutely ruined it and left you with loads more work to do. It was the fact that usually you're pretty good at um, replying to the message I said and saying, are you all right to record? And I think it was the fact that on the Monday night, I said, are we still all good for tomorrow? And you said, hiya, mate. <laughs> and then there was just a picture of your lip and you were you were sort of going i'm in a and e at the moment this could happen this could happen i won't get home till two o'clock but yeah maybe maybe we could do it and it was you were you were like um the wrestler who needs to be carried out of the ring who says i can continue the match it Someone, was, uh, yeah it, it was the fact like the late night was fine because i did it it was the fact i joined the next morning i woke up i just couldn't talk because my lip was so big i was like i would have been like so yeah this is what I think about breathing this week. I was like, I was like, no one wants this. I think we made the right decision and uh, we thank everyone for bearing with us. And as we said on social media in last week's pod, there was a reason we couldn't tell you. We sort of had to go dark for a couple of weeks, but we are back. And it seems a shame to start our first proper podcast back with um, such a, a, a sad topic, to be honest. But WWE has been cleaning house Again, a number of big names released from the roster. Take a listen to this if you don't know. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, Maya Yim, Oni Lorcan, and more have all been wished the best of luck in their future endeavours. Pick the bones out of that one, Charlie. So first of all, as I always say this, it's hugely sad people have lost their jobs, how they put food on the table to provide for their families. It's massively sad. And all those names above are massively talented. All of them. And all have had some sort of success in WWE, the ones you just mentioned. But Keith Lee, man, like, his NXT run was sensational. That time where he was in the Survivor Series match and he had his moment with Roman Reigns and then that moment in the Royal Rumble where him and Brock Lesnar face off and when one of my favorites, Brock goes, ooh, big boy, how's Vince and everyone look at that and not thinking there's absolute money in Keith Lee? I, I'm baffled. Same with Karrion Cross. Unfortunately, probably writing was on the wall with him from how they treated him on the main roster. You could see that coming a mile off. Splitting him from Scarlet was the strangest thing. I'm very surprised at Nia Jax. I thought Frankie Monet, there was money in. I was always a big fan of Only Lorcan, especially when he's recently been with Pete Dunne. Uh, Mia Yim is an excellent wrestler. So just on Ember Moon, 
how good's Ember Moon? Like, her NXT run as well, she's one of the most nat- naturally athletically gifted female wrestlers of this generation. And for all the brilliant female wrestling they have in NXT, etc., the main roster isn't that stacked at the moment. It isn't that stacked with brilliant female wrestlers. I don't really know what time. I don't understand how they've lost some of them. How are they not looking at her and going, there's definitely something we could do? I'm just, I'm confused by it all because, as ever, they cite budget cuts. But then they've just come out that morning and told you what a profitable quarter they've had. It just, it doesn't sit too well, really. What I don't understand is that some of these, not all, but some of them, never had a chance to succeed on the main roster. I mean, Karrion Cross, from the moment he was brought up, had his legs cut out from underneath him. And Keith Lee was given that mega push and then it sort of dissipated and he came back and everyone's going, no, that, that isn't the Keith Lee that we love. And what I don't understand from a business point of view is WWE has invested money and equity in these characters in NXT. They've made Keith Lee the Keith Lee that the casual fan now knows and they've made Karrion Cross this person and they put the equity in and then they bring them up to the main roster and suddenly you take away what's special about them and then you let them go out into the world where people will want to see them elsewhere. It, it doesn't, I don't quite understand it. No, it's so strange. It's, we're going to build you up, make you hugely popular, see what's worked. We've shown the world what's worked for you. Now off you go and the company can profit from it. It's, it's, it's baffling, Jack, baffling. I just, it is, and it was very interesting. I spoke to, so my better half is not a wrestling fan, but I spoke to her about it and I said, WWE aren't a good company in this. Like they, they release wrestlers when they have these, they've just announced major profits and all this. These are people's lives. And she made a really good point. Actually, she said, she said it is awful. She said, but will you keep watching? I said, yeah, I will. She said, well, they'll keep doing it. She said, they'll keep doing it until people stop watching because they're doing it. It's, it's a really good point. And unfortunately, when you are the major player in a competition, because that's the other thing as well. Just because I watch more AEW now, AEW doesn't mean I don't watch WWE. Do you know what I mean? It's not, I'm not an either-or person. I'm not going to switch WWE off to just watch AEW. I'll just maybe, it'll maybe eat into 20, 30% of my WWE time, but I'll still be there watching when the big pay-per-views come around. So, fortunately, they can do what they want. It doesn't mean they should. I don't think they should. And I think it's not right what they do, the way they do it. And I don't understand it, but it's not going to change. They are big business. And I suppose if WWE were here, they'd say we gave Keith Lee and Karrion Cross and others a chance to live their dream for a little while. They were WWE superstars and they had the chance to do it. Um, whether that's something that sits well with us casual wrestling fans or us hardcore wrestling fans, I don't know. I suppose the thing is as well, the frustration is you think of all that was left on the table there, all that was left undone just off the top of my head how good would a proper keith lee against finn balor feud have been or a proper keith lee against drew mcintyre or carrion cross um just having a one-off moment with cesaro i mean just just you can ping them out there and we're not gonna get them now no it's so many great feuds so many great matches that just that's the baffling thing these guys when they've had cuts in the past and guys have had one or two years in the main roster they've gone through that and gone stale you can almost understand it a little bit more. But these guys didn't have the chance to do that. Like, Keith Lee didn't have one proper feud in the main roster. Karrion Cross had about three matches. He got pinned by Jeff Hardy clean his first night. Like, did you want these guys to fail from the outset? I, don't, I just don't get it. And the Keith Lee thing, whether we, we, whether we like the Bearcat name or not, they just repackaged him like they did Alistair Black at the time. So how quick are these, 
these decisions are being made. How quick do they, do they flip on a dime and go from, we're going to start pushing this guy with a new gimmick to, we're done with him? It's, it's strange, to say the least. It speaks to a lack of consistency. And look, if you don't believe us, believe Mick Foley who has been very vocal on Twitter. Now, you may think Charlie and I know nothing about wrestling, but we can all concede Mick Foley knows just a little bit about wrestling. And he's saying the same thing. Why, why aren't you packaging these people in the way fans are connecting with? Um, it is a shame. There is a competitor out there, or at least another place where these people can ply their trade. But Tony Khan and AEW now have some decisions to make because there are a lot of talented people out there on the wrestling free market. If you're TK, what are you thinking, Charlie, when you look at some of those names that have been released from Stanford? I can't quite believe it at first. I then have some tough decisions to make because I have, my roster's full. AEW is a full roster, man. People aren't getting enough TV time, if we're honest, with there's people who we don't see enough of. So you think it's one of those where I don't need anyone and they've got a talented enough roster. But on the flip side, you can't leave Keith Lee sitting there. You can't. like That's like getting Cristiano Ronaldo on a free in football terms, being like, I reckon I'll leave him. Like, you, you just can't do it. But if your roster is full, you have to make room. And unfortunately, I think we might start to see the first of guys and girls who aren't doing it in AEW being wished the best in their future endeavours. And it's sad, but that is how business works. That is how sports works. I've been, I've been on the wrong end of it in sports. I've not had my contract renewed because there are other people they want to have instead in rugby. It's happened twice to me at Gloucester. I've been sat down in the same room two years apart and twice been told there's nothing here for you. And it's brutal and it's the worst, but you know it's the industry you're in. You, you, you take that risk. So it's sad, but I think you'll see, I think people come in the top of the tree in AEW and the bottom will have to make way. But what I do think it's going to give is a huge injection back into the indies. And Indies are going to have a real, another real boom here in the next two, three years because there's too much talent to go into the top two companies. And we saw five years ago when WWE hoarded all the indie talent, it hasn't worked for them. They didn't know what to do with them. They had too many people on the roster and they couldn't afford it all. So I think you'll see another boom period in the Indies, which it's tough people because they won't earn as much money as if they were at the big two. And you've got to, for fans, you've got to go and find them on the internet or on lesser TV channels, it's tougher to watch them, like just logistically. But I think it can only be a good thing for wrestling all round, really. Yeah. Uh, Scott says, WWE, so odd with their releases. You repackage Keith Lee, then get rid, push Karrion Cross to the main roster, then get rid. Um, I was speaking to one of our listeners earlier this week and saying, you know, in my opinion, as you said, AEW is full. And he was saying, actually, you look at some of the names that are getting a push on AEW television. There are those odd trio matches where one side has the star power and one side doesn't. There are names that they're trying to push that maybe. I think what we have to accept is Tony Khan built one company and now he's got the opportunity to build a second company with talent he never knew would be free. He never knew in 2019 that Brian Danielson or Adam Cole would be available. So I think he's got big decisions to make. But you look at Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder, and what he's done since being released in GCW, going there and completely rebranding himself and making a name for himself on the independent scene. I think he said he's making as much money as he did in WWE. And the former Tyler Breeze is, is financially sound as well. So there is life outside WWE and AEW. Absolutely. There is absolutely life outside of the big two. And is it better to be a small name in the big brands or a big name in the small in the smaller brands? That, that's the question you've got to ask. And financially, actually, if it works to be the big name 
on one or two independent scenes, then brilliant. Like you just want you want these guys and these women to get the best they can out of. I know I know how much you sacrifice in professional sport, and as much as wrestling is sports entertainment, it is scripted. These are still professional athletes. They still do all the training. They still make the sacrifices. So all you want for them is that come the end when their bodies are a bit ruined and they have gone through those sacrifices, they've got enough money to afford themselves a life they want. And however that works, go and do it. So it's sad. And the main thing is a lot of people have their dreams broken because you don't, as much grow up want to be a wrestler, you don't grow up dreaming of wrestling for GCW. Do you? you don't dream of wrestling for Impact or Ring of Honor. You dream of being in WWE or now AEW. So that's the tough thing. But hopefully they will be okay. And I'm sure they will. They are huge talented people who are too good to be sat on the shelf for too long. We'll talk more about WWE uh, during the course of the pod. Survivor Series is coming up. Some odd announcements for the teams for Survivor Series. But let's chat AEW for a bit. We will talk about Full Gear, which is coming up this Saturday. But before that, uh, news that took the wrestling world by surprise that I think we should mention. John Moxley uh, checking into an alcohol treatment centre, being wished well by Tony Khan. I, I think we'd all echo that. And doesn't it show how much wrestling has changed that instead of working this as an angle or making it something to mock someone for actually AEW said cards on the table. He's not very well. We want him to get better. He's one of our main stars. Off he goes. We wish him well. And I thought that was incredibly classy as was CM Punk's promo on dynamite. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly sad. And like you say, first thing is we wish him Renee and the whole family, the absolute best and that John comes through this and is back better than ever. But yeah, it, it's, I think the honesty and transparency is the key thing because it was getting to a point where we were all thinking it's a bit strange how Moxie's being dealt with on telly. Like, why is he not doing more? And now you probably understand why. And I just think the whole thing, the way it's been dealt with is perfect. And he's, he's unwell. It, it, it's, an, it's an addiction. It's an illness. I think sometimes there is less understanding of that. Like, if someone checked in for a drug addiction, people are like, oh, they're unwell, they're addicted. But I think because the majority of us drink casually, like, we don't think of alcoholism as an addiction sometimes, as an illness because not the majority of us do drugs, so you, you can understand it more. So I think the way it's been dealt with by AEW and those involved, like say CM Punk's promo, and you see what Renee's been saying on, on social media and making a statement, I think it's been dealt with beautifully in the most respectful way possible. And yeah, we always want him to get better, firstly for his wife and child. And secondly, I love watching John Moxley wrestle. So I want to see him. I want to see him back out wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that AW's target audience is what it is, it's, it's predominantly younger men. And we know younger men are the worst at asking for help. So the fact that CM Punk has gone out and said, if you need help, ask for help, uh, really sums it all up. And we do wish John Moxley all the best. Now, the Target Center on Saturday night, full gear, Kenny Omega and Adam Page clashing for the AW World Championship. Brian Danielson and Miro subbing in for John Moxley square off in the final of the number one contenders tournament. CM Punk takes on Eddie Kingston, Britt Baker and Tay Conti lock up for the women's championship in a circle against men of the year and American top team in a street fight. MJF takes on Darby Allen, the Lucha Bros against FTR for the tag belts and Christian Cage and Jurassic Express take on the super click of the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. That card, however we've got there, can't miss. No, that is some card, isn't it? That is some card. Take your pick. What are you looking forward to the most? For me... It, I got two I'm looking forward to. Um, MJF against Darby Allen has been sublime. It has yeah. been... That's the best... It's the best built match on that card, isn't it, by a mile? 
by an absolute country mile, you've got a clear heel, a clear baby face. You've you've done incredible stuff with Darby with Sting, bringing Sting in. I just think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. I think Miro against Brian Danielson. Oh. Uh, Brian Danielson seems to have gone to AEW and said, lads, here is my chest. Make it as red as you want. Hit me as hard as you can. It's almost like he's got an itch that needs scratching after his WWE days just to be battered. I mean, that is going to be painful to watch. How crazy is it, by the way, when AEW came in as as a major player, everyone was yearning for Rusev to leave. And then because of the other names that have gone, he's kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And... I think we will all be talking on Sunday about, we'll go, oh, do you remember how good he is now? Because my God, when he wrestles, he's brilliant. I think Miro is a classic example of less is more. Because what have we really seen of Miro over the past few weeks? He lost his uh, TNT title to Sammy Guevara. And then we've just seen promo after promo where he talks about his God and his wife. And that's really it. But they are 90 seconds of perfection in the show. If it's me... I'm having Miro win that one. I think Brian Danielson losing to Miro is one of the rare examples in wrestling where a loss can elevate someone to the next level. Yeah, and I think Miro needs it. I think otherwise he's just another man who's lost to Danielson. I think if you, because one thing AEW doesn't have many of, if any, correct me, is a big monster. No. They tried with Lance Archer, didn't they? Yeah, it didn't really work, did it? And... Luchasaurus isn't really there. I lo- I still love Luchasaurus. I love that he's a wrestling dinosaur. He'll never not make me smile. Um, but actually, building Miro as just an absolute monster who just destroys people might not be a bad move for them. It's just something different, something a bit different to have. Um, because that's the one criticism maybe you'd have is you can be a little bit exhausted after an AW show because it's all a bit samey of just non-stop 100-mile-an-hour wrestling, isn't it? But actually, something a bit slower of just a bit of brutality could maybe change things up a little bit yeah i i just on luchasaurus he he is a guilty pleasure there's something about his kicks there's something <laughs> i mean his kick kicks seem to to leave on a monday and arrive on a wednesday there's such big loopy little things as they come round. um but he's in that uh, six man now look i i do have a bone to pick with aw and i was hearing eric bischoff talk about it on 83 weeks and it is story with AEW, mm-hmm. and I've tried to elucidate this before and talk about this before. I think AEW throws too much at us each and every week. And I'll give you an example of how we had Adam Cole against John Silver on Rampage on Friday night. And there was this whole thing about Budge. And unless you watch Being the Elite, you haven't got a clue what John Silver's on about. John Silver isn't involved in the rivalry that Adam Cole's involved in. Why would you put that match on? This this past week, why are we getting Brian Danielson against Rocky Romero this coming Wednesday on Dynamite, which is going to be a great match, when that's not the main feud they're involved in? I, I sometimes think it's just a bit too scattergun. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I don't watch every minute of Dynamite of Rampage. I don't watch Being the Elite. I haven't got time in my life, unfortunately. I'd love to. So I miss a lot. I do miss a lot. I won't lie. A lot of my stuff is brought to me, of my AW knowledge is brought to me by you. Sometimes, I won't lie, on this show, sometimes I find out what's happening live and I have to react, and that's fine. <laughs> and it's not the big things, but I will miss little things. Like, that whole budge thing, I have no idea what that means. I, I, I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. And that 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 is a shame. Right? Thankfully, it's not something I need to know to understand wrestling, but it, it is a shame. But on Apple Cole, 
I've, my guilty pleasure is the super click. I just think they're they're so horribly like they just they just pricks, aren't they? They just are. That's the only yep. word for them. But they're brilliant. And the problem is, you can laugh, laugh, laugh. They they are though that word. And then they're just the best wrestlers in the world. They get in the ring, and it's just. Oh, and I can't wait until Adam Cole eventually turns on him. Because eventually the story is Adam Cole is too much of a one-man band, isn't it? He can't ever be second to anyone. He has to be the leader. That's that's the story eventually. Who is the biggest star in that group at the moment? Is it Adam Cole? Baby. Or is, or is, baby, or is it Kenny Omega? Because I would say Adam Cole is the most defined, rounded an over character of the two of them. Yeah, I agreed. And I think he's still very much living off and not living off, hasn't relying on, but having the benefit of his NXT run, which is one of the all time runs in wrestling. Adam Cole's NXT run from the moment he debuted and took out Drew McIntyre at takeover, whatever it was to the end of his feud with Kyle Riley, It was an all time run. Um, when he had the few weeks on the main roster when he won the match Survivor Series and all that, he's just, he's pushed the moon. And I didn't know who Adam Cole was before he came to WWE, and he's now probably my favourite wrestler currently, probably. I think he's lived off that. I do think he is probably, globally, a bigger wrestling star than Kenny Omega at the moment. I also think he's he's just more defined in what he does. And and again, this is sort of nitpicking at AEW because they found a level. But I do agree with Eric Bischoff's criticism, which is that if W if AEW needs to grow and wants to grow more, they need more focus on the story. And I'm seeing stuff like MJF doing bits and pieces backstage, loaning out the pinnacle to FTR, and I don't get why that's there. You know, you know WWE at its peak would have so much focus. Stone Cold turns up at the start of Raw. He's set a challenge. It's tracking down Vince. It's doing that. You follow that through the show. It pays off. And then you have a cliffhanger for the next week. And WWE at its best was so structured in week to week, hour to hour. So was Nitro as well. And AEW to me feels like I get a little bit of everything each week, but there's no Mm. cliffhanger. You can dip into Dynamite and enjoy it but there's nothing necessarily that makes you think, oh man, I need to be there next week because this week has sold me on it. AEW is like a tasting menu where you don't really get enough of the stuff you love and you have to try a bit of the stuff you don't and you're never really fully satisfied. Whereas WWE at its peak was just a perfect three-course meal. If you've not done it already, now is the perfect time to remind you that this podcast exists because of your support, word of mouth, and the fact you're rating, reviewing, and subscribing to us each and every week. So if you've not done it already, click subscribe wherever you're listening today. Fresh episodes get delivered to your device every time they're released each week. It takes all the hassle out of things. So go on, what are you waiting for? Subscribe. And now let's get back to the show. Survivor Series on its way, November 21st, Barclays Center in New York. Uh, The teams announced, not via qualifying matches, not via people saying they were desperate to be part of the Raw and SmackDown teams, they were announced on social media. Why? Why? Let's take a format that's already struggling a little bit because we're not giving it stakes and give it even less stakes. And then have two of our biggest stars actually mock the fact it has no stakes on social media. Did you see that with uh, Woods and Seth Rollins? Yeah, I think Ricochet had a pop as well, didn't he? Like, what? what? I'm just so confused. But then last night, Lashley beat Dominic Mysterio to be in their team. So now people do want to be in. Like, just It's just weird, mate. Like, 
I don't, I don't get it. I, 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 I'm bemused. Like, just tweeting who's in. Like, you've got three or four weeks of solid TV there with some stakes. And it's like, I miss Royal Rumble qualifying matches mm. as well. Like, these are things people want to be in. Oh, if only we had a way that they could fight to be in it. Oh, no, that is the premise of our show. But no, we'll just announce it. I just, I, I don't get it. I, I've said I that think... a lot about wrestling at the moment. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not really, let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's not a big four event at the moment, I would say. I'd say you've got your Rumble, your SummerSlam, your WrestleMania, and I would argue because of stakes, Money in the Bank is actually Absolutely. the bigger event. It's actually the bigger pay-per-view. I mean, just, just a simple thing. Adam Pearce is on Raw and SmackDown. How is there brand supremacy when the guy picking the teams for both shows, it's like you playing a rugby match and saying, Charlie, we've picked our best 15. Now, if you excuse me, I'm just popping over to the opponents to pick their best 15. I don't really care who wins because I'm in charge of them both. Yeah, it, it's bonkers. I, do, I just don't get it. It's, it seems such an easy way to build up rivalry and have some stakes and they've just gone, nope, don't want to do that. Is it lazy? Is, is it, um, and announcing it this way is lazy, but is this concept a lazy concept? And we got Raw, we got SmackDown, brand supremacy, jobs are good on. I mean, would you get a better pay-per-view if you said, let's just make it a Survivor Series event, but we don't need this brand supremacy business? Yeah, like, why would you not? Like, the best Survivor Series matches were ones of those actual stakes. Like, they weren't, it's not always in Raw versus SmackDown, it could be team whoever versus team whoever, and there's some stakes to it. Like, have two wrestlers having a feud and they're in deadlock, or whatever. So actually, they have to recruit a team to beat each other. Like there, there, are, there are easy ways to build stakes in wrestling. It's all built around stakes. And what WWE at their peak, as you said, do best is story. So why do they not give us any story anymore? They just lazily go, "Team Red, Team Blue, let's get them in matching t-shirts." No. I- and yet we do, we, and this is, oh, it's so frustrating. It's like, I'm not a teacher. I know we have teachers who listen. It's like having that pupil at the back of your class who you know has all the talent, but just doesn't work hard because we know with Roman and Brock, they can build story. And we're going somewhere with Ray and Dominic and we're going to get RK bro. Probably I would suggest face off at WrestleMania. And that will have been a year plus in the making. So they can do it, but they just don't do it consistently. No, it's like they can be like, haha, look what we can do, but you're going to get this 90% of the time and it's rubbish. You're like, well, I, but it's you're going to keep, says Charlie you're going to, you're going to keep coming back because the 10% is brilliant. And you're like, oh, God, you're right. I just, yeah, they treat us like mugs and we keep coming back like mugs. And I'm almost, you almost want to applaud them for it. It's like, yeah, you can get away. It's also like, why would you want to? Why would you want to, especially when there's a competitor in town? Let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series because it, it, despite where it is now... Do we have is, to? Do we well, have to? Let's, let's talk about Survivor Series from years gone by because this sort of links into, unless you have an idea, we need to set a new fantasy booking topic for oh, next we do. week. We do, we do. Because frankly, your injury and us going dark for a week meant two, mm. nights, one, uh, one, two moments one night sort of died a death in the second yeah, week. Sorry about that, everyone. It's fine. Blame whoever did your lip in. But do you have a new topic? Because I have a new topic, if you don't. No, no, I'm ready for you to, to give me the new topic. Okay, now we, we need to give credit to Ryan, who's one of our listeners, who suggested this to me in the week. Um, and I think this is a cracker. Book for me five matches of any kind pitting AEW against WWE. Any five matches you want no, for a one-night pay-per-view. Ryan. It can be anything you like. 
Ryan, you naughty, naughty boy. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, okay, I'll do that for you next week. That is going to be good. I'm ready for that. We'll do that for a couple of weeks. As always, you folks, wherever you're listening, can get involved. Charlie underscore Beckett, Jack underscore Murley. These don't have to be traditional Survivor Series matches, or they can be. Picture an invasion the way it should have been done. AEW against WWE, five matches, any one, any style, any format, any stakes, the choice is yours. Just going back to stakes for Survivor Series, one of my favorite matches, and I don't know if you remember this because you started watching a little later than I did, is one that I think was in 2003 or 2004, where each team member got to be in charge of Raw for a night. And it was Jericho and Maven and I think Benoit and a couple of others. And they were they were given the chance to be in charge of Monday Night Raw for a night. I mean, that's a simple stake. I don't remember that, but it sounds fun. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, just something a bit different. Like I'm all for something a bit different. And it just all seems a bit samey, doesn't it, sometimes at the moment. Yeah. Anything else catching your eye in the world of wrestling before we move on to earning the push? And oh, yeah. Go yes. On. Yes. Go on. Walter and Cesaro wrestled this week. <laughs> and BT Sport filmed it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they tweeted that they filmed it. So, BT Sport, get it out there. Yeah. Give me that. It was in Liverpool as well, which is home for me. It was in, and I couldn't go. And I was livid. I was on holiday, but I was secretly livid. That could just be beautifully, horribly brilliant, couldn't it? But again, Those two. don't do it on a house show. You've got the talent. You've got you've got wrestler A who loves to smash people about. You've got wrestler B who loves to throw people about. You've got them on the same roster at the same time. Give me six weeks of story. It's not hard. And whack it on telly and then take my money. Give me a best of seven. Just give me a best of seven series then with no stories. Let me watch it. I honestly, give me a best of seven back to back. Give me three hours of them wrestling non-stop and I'll watch it. They're two of my fit. They're oh. so yeah, BT Sport. If you keep teasing me with that, you're gonna you're gonna find yourselves in trouble, lads, because I will come and find you, like Liam Neeson in Taken. I don't have a particular set of skills, but I'll just come with a really big bat. It's going to be a busy, busy week of wrestling. Uh, let's so turn our attention to everyday life. Let's look at some of the things that frustrate us and some of the things we can't get enough of. It's time to give something the push and time to send something back to developmental. Charlie, do you want to go first or second this week? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, right. Uh, I am sending back to developmental energy companies. Now, Wow, um, all of them. I can't speak for all of them. And I'm sure as we balance this out, there are lovely kind, considerate energy companies where you can always get hold of someone when you need them, where any mistakes are corrected. Not yours at the moment, I don't think. On this particular occasion, on this particular episode, it is not mine, who decided that they would send me a bill for £602 for five days worth of, um, of billing. Now, I am not running the Thunderdome in my back bedroom. I am not doing that. Although the light breaks on your face again, I yes, think you might be. It is um, the sun, I swear. I haven't just got a massive floodlight in here. But, but can you get hold of someone when you need to? No. Can you explain that clearly you've made a mistake and, you know, oh, it's the, the... And you phone and you get through to a very nice person and after 20 minutes, they'll transfer your call and then they hang up. It is oh, so frustrating. So Did you get to the bottom of it? I keep going back and forth. So keep... at the moment, you still owe them six hundred pounds for five days. I owe them nothing. <laughs> okay, they they believe <laughs> they owe you some time back. Yeah. They believe you owe them six hundred pounds still. 
they are under the impression I owe them £600. And uh, every time you message them, you get someone message back going, yes, but you can pay it in installments. <laughs> that is not the point. And you just know if you could get in the room with them, you would make them up. So look, I, I best not go too far down that route. But that is um, that is going back to developmental for me. I think that's going to get an easy pop from folks listening. Uh, earning the push, giving blood. Oh, yes. it's satisfying. Oh, it's yeah. satisfying. So I can't, I can't do it. Oh, can you not? No, you're not allowed to as a professional athlete, which is really, I did it, I did it when I was, set, the um, day after I turned 17, I went and did it because that's when you can, and everyone in our family does. And I told the physios at um, the club I was at the time at Leicester, like, you can't do that, Charlie, because you can't play contact sports yeah. for so long after giving it. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realise that. So I can't do it. But as soon as I finish playing, there'll be something I'll do as regularly as I can. Now, now, for a long time, the law was that I, as a gay man, wasn't allowed to give blood. And that's been through various changes. And now I'm able to. The first time I went to do it, they got the needle in wrong. So I gave maybe a thimbleful. And so that didn't really count. The second time, COVID meant they cancelled it where I was going. So this third time, come hell or high water, I was going to give blood. And it was brilliant. You get a biscuit. You yeah. get a nice drink. They lie you in a comfy chair. The nice nurse talks to you. Mine was at a leisure centre, so one half of the hall was giving blood. The other were doing rock climbing, so you could watch Incredible. the rock climbing. Incredible. Um, and you just you sit there, you squeeze your arm, all the blood comes out. Felt absolutely fine. I know not everyone can give. I know it can be an emotive topic, but if you can and you're scared of needles or you've just not got round to it, I would highly encourage you to do it because then you get a text <laughs> saying, "Here's where your blood has gone." And mine's ended up in Farnborough. And mine is good quality blood. I'm a teetotal vegetarian. This is this is the good stuff, you know? Yours would be sold at a farmer's market about four <laughs> times the price of mine. Yours would go, mine would be in the, mine would be yellow label in a supermarket somewhere. That was what mine would be. Not because it's going out of date, just because no one wants it. <laughs> Yours is the whoops brand of blood. Yes, is that exactly. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I just think, and as well, I've got, I mean, this might be more information than people want. I got pretty big veins, so they were able to get it. It was like a gusher. I felt like, mm. I felt, you know, like Eddie at Judgment Day when he bladed and it was just sort of, <laughs> it, it was that level of blood coming out. So, um, uh, yeah, give him blood if you can in wherever you are, if you can, and you, I appreciate it. I've been there, but if you can, uh, it's a good thing to do. Charlie, what is, uh, what are your picks? So, earning the push for me this week, it could just be the whole city of Budapest. I had a brilliant holiday, but particularly, it is riding these electronic scooters to get around a major city. That is how we travel. And it's just brilliant. Anything that was over a 10-minute walk, we scooted. And they're good for the environment because they're electric. They're affordable. We're not getting taxis. And they're just good fun. They were good fun. As long as you ride them responsibly. Like Some people ride them like idiots. As long as you ride them responsibly. And, yeah, they're just brilliant. And I hadn't used them before this week, and I really did. And now that is how I get around a major city. I really enjoyed using them this week. And they Did you have quick. to have a helmet? Did you have to have a helmet on? His advisors, you have a helmet. Oh, Charlie. He's hardcore. He's no, hardcore. It was, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, they're, just, they're really good fun, and they're just a really good way to get around. Really good. Like, they're, they're quick, mate. Like, they are quick. You get you get where you're going. So that's been pushing me is these e-scooters. Uh, they're so easy to use as well with the apps. Bloody technology now. Fascinates yeah. me. Um, what's going back to developmental to me is a staff at the hotel I stayed at on Saturday night before I flew because they just were not very good. They were not good. Let me run you through a few of the things we endured. The woman who took our food order came back six times before our food came and then the food came wrong. That was quite impressive. We then went for a few drinks one of us, one of our party, was drinking Corona. 
after she'd had two bottles, just for a third, which isn't a ridiculous number of Corona to have, in a bar, Corona's a very popular lager, and they said, oh, sorry about that, we haven't got any in the fridge, we've only got four boxes out back, it'll be warm. To which she obviously said, no, no, no thank you. Why would you not put Corona in the fridge? I don't understand. Then, at six o'clock in the morning, I was awoken by someone coming into my room. Oh, no. A key went in the door, and someone came in, and I shouted, we're in here, to which they went out. I then went down at eight o'clock when I got up to reception and said, really sorry about this, but I'm going to have to make a complaint. I let most things slide, but someone came into my room at six. If I hadn't been awake, I don't know why I was awake, but I was, then I would have been woken by someone in my room, which is quite scary. Now, but also, can I just my... ask, were they, I mean, I suppose you didn't know. Do you know who came into your room? Well, I found out later. I presumed it was cleaning. Yeah. I hoped it was because I heard them put a key in. I said, imagine if my girlfriend had been by herself as well, if I'd been out for somebody. Like, I said, that's not really okay. And they found out that someone had checked me out at four o'clock in the morning, is what had happened on the computer system. Talked to the receptionist and said, did you check out? And I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. And she said, she said, yes, we are an airport hotel, so people do check out at funny times. I said, no, yes, yes, I see that. I said, but I'm here. Like, I clearly haven't checked out. And then the final one was, at breakfast, one of our party comes back and says, oh, they're out of beans. So that, that's a shame. I said, also, breakfast is run until 10 o'clock, and it's 10 past nine, so why are they out of one? They're right, and they probably shouldn't be. Anyway, so I go up for, to get my breakfast. The guy says, oh, I'll just have some more eggs out in a minute. I said, oh, great. I said, have you got any more beans? Sorry, mate. And he said, oh, I've only got two tins left. And I just looked at him and I said, could you cook them, please? And he looked at me and he went, okay, then. I said, what is going on in this hotel? Now, the thing so, is, as well, for you, as you've said before, when you have one job to do, not doing it correctly oh. is, is your red rag to a bull. So that must have been a very trying stay. Yes, I couldn't believe it. So this, and the hotel was lovely. Like, the rooms, the rooms were clean. Oh, that was the thing. We didn't have soap in our room. We had two soap dispensers and no soap. So I had to go down and ask for soap. I asked for soap and pillows, and they came up with just pillows. I had no soap. So I had to go to the room with the people. Other, so there was two couples, the other couple, to borrow some of their soap to have a shower. Like, oh, it was a very stressful stay. Okay. Well, I'm glad we haven't named them because uh, no one would ever be staying there again. But that's, that's, but you know what? I still wouldn't complain. I'm one of those people. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have genuinely until someone came into my room. I've had that more so than like, they just need to know that's happened, don't they? Because that, that's not, that could be a disaster. That could have been like, actually, it went well for them. I was awake and just shouted her in there. But that could have been horrific. It could have. On the other side, if someone had been trying to get into your room, the fact that they found a professional rugby forward in there probably would have, would have boded pretty poorly for them. Yes, I think so. OK, well, I think that's completely valid. I don't think there's any complaints there. Uh, look, as we look to bring this one home, uh, what match do you think is going to over-deliver at full gear this weekend? What are we going to get more value for money for than we even thought we might? I think Miro and Daniels will surprise people. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express against the Super Click is just going to be bonkers brilliant. I think that's one that probably because of how good the card is. Oh, and, and the Lucha Bros against FTR. The more you think about it, the more like, always oh, going to be a competition to steal the show. Those are three that I think will over-deliver because I think people are expecting a lot from Omega Page. The build to MGF and Darby Allen 
is has been incredible. So there's a lot of hype around that. I think those three are maybe flying under the radar a little bit. We shall see. Uh, as always, we'd love you to get involved with the show. Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter, Jack underscore Murley as well. Remember, you've got a week to start planning a genuine Survivor Series match. Five matches of any kind pitting AEW stars against WWE stars. Let your brain one wild on that one. Uh, rate, review and subscribe if you've not done it already. On behalf of myself and Charlie Beckett, enjoy Full Gear Weekend and we'll see you next week when we'll be talking about that and so much more. But until then, bye-bye.